and welcome to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. As you know, being an entrepreneur is truly the most intense form of personal development that you'll ever go through. And this podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Knowing that the journey of an entrepreneur can be isolating and lonely and, you know, just plain exhausting sometimes, I launched a mastermind program way back in September. And in November, I shared an interview with one of the members of our mastermind group. And today, I'm about to share another one. Today, I get to interview Erin Woodward, and she is a member of my high growth mastermind group. And this interview is really, really special to me because I love the concept of her business, because it's built with incredible community. It has enabled me personally to meet the most incredible friends in Toronto and in London, and because I've had the chance to watch it grow and evolve over the years. And for any of you who want to run a business, but you're not sure if you have enough of a business background or if you have enough courage, then you're going to love, love, love this interview with Erin. Because just like me, Erin didn't grow up dreaming about becoming an entrepreneur. It just sort of happened. Now, Erin has truly built a pure conscious business because way back in 2008, she started a simple meetup group with the objective of socializing, of making a few friends in a brand new city, all while sharing one of her favorite pastimes, reading. Fast forward eight years later and she has built a global business with 50 chapters and 40,000 members. Not bad for an accidental entrepreneur, is it? As you'll see in the interview, Erin is one of the most intelligent, creative, and approachable people that you will ever meet. And for any of you listening in Toronto or in the GTA, you'll want to pay extra close attention for an upcoming event that Erin is hosting in January. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right into this interview with Erin. I have a very special guest for you guys today. It is my pleasure to introduce Erin Woodward. She is the founder of the Girly Book Club, a global book club that has more than 50 chapters, five zero chapters around the world, and 40 thousand members. Incredible. And everyone in the book club reads the same book at the same time and then they get together at the end of the month and have a really good discussion about the book. So welcome Erin. Thank you Julie for having me. This is exciting. Yeah it's fun to finally chat live formally about the book the girly book club. Um, can you tell us a little bit I know the story behind the Girly Book Club, and it was definitely part of my journey when I lived in London. I'd love for you to share with the listeners the story of where the book club came from and how it grew to such an epic size. Yeah, absolutely. I've told the story a couple of times. (laughs) Uh, I moved to London, England uh, as a result of an African romance, as you do. And I realized after the first year there that I didn't have any friends. So I thought, you know, if this relationship is going to last, if I'm going to make it, then I need to meet some 
friends. I had a boyfriend, so I was really interested in meeting girlfriends, people I could go shopping with, go, go out for brunch with. So I went online just looking for a book club. I had one back in Toronto before I'd left uh, with just like eight of my friends. Um, and I thought, oh, I'll just, I'll find a book club that I can join. And I remember, I remember Googling book club London. And I mean, nothing came up. If it did come up, it was just, wasn't just quite right. So I randomly came across a platform called meetup.com and it allows you to host meetings for pretty much any interest all over the world. So I decided I would just start a book club just for women because that's what I was interested in. And um, I remember I set it up and about, I think I kind of forgot that I'd done it. And then a couple of days later I came back and logged back in and all of a sudden I had a hundred members and I was like, Oh no, I'm, I'm looking for eight friends. I don't need a hundred members. <laughs> Um, but I was like, okay, well, clearly there's a need for this. So it kind of grew and grew and grew. And over the years, I never actually capped the number of women that could join. And, uh, and then the women over the years started to move home. They started to go back to their own countries, their own cities. And I kept hearing over and over again, uh, I loved London, but one of the best experiences I had while I was here was the book club. And I'm so sad to leave it. So all of a sudden I was like, well, take it with you. And at this point it was never, it was never my intention to, for it to be anything else than this kind of this pastime that, that uh, connected women around the world with great books and great women. Uh, but over the years it got very, very popular and, and eventually, I mean, actually everybody kept telling me this is more than, this is more than just something you do in your spare time. And after you hear that enough times, then you think maybe it actually is. And what was the actual year that you started? Was it 2007? 2008 was the year that we, uh, we started the very first meeting. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. And so your original vision was just to start one small, tiny little book club in London. And uh, the universe had a different plan for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you say vision, but I mean, there was no vision. It was just, it was just, oh, I need some friends. How do I get some friends? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's something that uh, you and I both have in common is neither of us really intended to be an entrepreneur. It's not something that, you know, we had in our blood, but out of serving our own purpose and creating something that turned into a business, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, can you tell me a little bit about what you think your purpose or your dharma is and some of the core values that you have in the Girly Book Club? Sure. I mean, we have um, a mission statement, and that is the Girly Book Club is a global forum that connects women who share a passion for reading, helping them to form lifelong friendships. And at the end of the day, I mean, I talk a lot about the book, and I talk a lot about that that initial meeting where you walk into a room with the full of that is full of strangers and you have that in common, no matter what. Um, and I talk a lot about that, but really at the end of the day, it's, it's that reoccurring, um, friendship that you see every time you come that every month you come, it gets stronger and deeper. And eventually you're traveling together. You're, you're literally going out for brunch together. You're doing all those things that I had envisioned. And these are your best friends. 
so that is really that is really what we're all about at the end of the day. I love that. I think it's a, that's a really good point you make around socializing and meeting new people. And for, for some of us, that can feel really awkward. And so when you have a common purpose or an objective, which is discussing the book, and a, you know, as I'm sure you'll attest, sometimes that happens for five minutes, sometimes it happens for two hours, depending on the book exactly. and what everybody's experience is. But it ends up you know, largely becoming very social. But people have that launch pad of something to discuss. And it also gets them... Uh, that platform to be able to reveal parts of themselves. So as they're sharing what they liked and what they didn't like about their book, they're actually revealing a little bit about who they are. Yeah, absolutely. And we tend to choose books that have kind of those really interesting discussion points. And I mean, it's very hard for you to discuss a book about um, a very controversial subject without giving away a little bit about your own beliefs and who you are. So yeah. that you make a very good point. Yeah. And so what have been your proudest accomplishments since launching this business? Um, gosh, probably the stories that I'm here and the people that I meet. I mean, it, it certainly served my purpose when I lived in London. Um, I don't host any book clubs anymore, um, unfortunately, but I do attend anytime I can in, in the various cities that I uh, travel to. But when I go to a book club, I mean, this is this is a funny story. I walked into Toronto not too long ago, and and this woman came up to me, and she just gives me this big hug. And I was like, hi. And she goes, hi, you started the book club. And I was like, yeah. She goes, you've changed my life. Wow. <laughs> so she went on to tell me that she'd just gone through a very difficult divorce and she kind of lost all of her friends in the divorce as, as tends to happen on occasion. And as a result, she sought out the book club and found all these new women that became her support system and her community. Oh, that's incredible, Erin. And I think, you know, especially as you've been growing, you don't always see the impact of your actions you know, the unintended no. impact, right? Like you are here to create a forum, but there's all these other ripple effects, the friendships, uh, the support, uh, the spin-off communities and, and events that happen as a result of that. I think that's really, really powerful. And that's part of conscious business, right? Which is building a community. And, you know, let's, let's go there for a second, because I think what you've in intended to create is a community of women. And I think that's what's made it thrive so much, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I love it when I get the emails from the actual like chapter hosts or, or the women that are attending these meetings and they tell me what it means to them. And I mean, that's what it's all about. And you're right when you sit kind of like, and I call them girly book club headquarters, <laughs> but when you sit there and you're working every day and it's such a slog and it's all admin, it's, um, it's really nice to connect with the actual women that this, that these meetings are affecting. Yeah, it's those it's those little stories that are completely random. And I don't know about you, but I've I've taken to the habit of actually writing them down or if it's a nice email, testimonial, just keeping that in a document because we have the highs. The highs are easy, but we have the dips, we have those lows when you know we're running a business. And those moments where you kind of you come into that point where you're questioning everything. And it's so nice to go back and just read some of that and you remember why why you're doing it and that's really what having a purpose is all about because it connects us to that vision outside of ourselves and it takes us back to that big picture view which is sometimes what we need for inspiration yeah. absolutely and unfortunately you do get emails and you're just like from people who aren't as supportive as you would like them to be so i think that that's uh it's definitely good advice to have a little 
a little place you can go and remember what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, the good stuff. And uh, I have to say personally, for me, pretty much every friend that I had in London, because I moved right in 08, I don't think I was there in the very beginning. I didn't find you until 2009, though. But um, pretty much every friend that I had while I was in London and continues on with many of them uh, came from the Girly Book Club, yourself included. So I owe you a huge debt of gratitude. I know firsthand what it's like to move to a new city or a new country and not know a soul. And it is, it's really tough when you're busy, you know, busy in your business or your career to go out and socialize. And so the Girly Book Club is a great place to just tap in and you've got this instant network of amazing women to really lean into. So I owe you a huge debt of gratitude. And, Hmm. you know, just to tell a story to completely embarrass you, um, (laughs) when I, when I transplanted back here to Toronto, I did, you know, one of the first things that I did was, was to attend the meetings. And I remember talking to a couple of the girls about you, about Aaron and, you know, how I had met you and stuff. And two of them didn't even know you were a real person. You were just this myth, this legend. And then one of the girls that I talked to later on, she was like, you know, Aaron. And uh, it was really cool to have that, (laughs) to see her kind of really put you up on this pedestal. And I was like, yeah, you love Aaron. Aaron's the greatest person. So um, (laughs) it's, it's just really neat to see as your businesses evolve, how people um, see you a different light. They, they really, um, they really put you up on that pedestal. Have you had to experience that in any way? And has it been uncomfortable for you? Um, it is uncomfortable. I have experienced it a little bit. It is uncomfortable because I mean, at the end of the day, I'm running a business and, um, I'm not saving the world, but, uh, and I, I've had to think about it a lot because I have walked into situations where there's so much gratitude and, and then I have to sit back and really internalize why, I mean, it's not me, it's the book club and it's the host and it's all the people that are working to make this a great community, but, um, but they attribute it to me, which I, which I feel like, I mean, I, I don't know. It's not, I don't know that it's wrongfully placed, but it does feel very foreign. <laughs> yeah, it's new. It's a new muscle to build. And I think, you know, you built this business so far um, incredibly and it's only going to get bigger. And so that's only going to be more of. So this is a good way to kind of segue into that below the surface, below the waterline. We talk about the doing, so the actual method behind the business. But let's talk about the being, the how you have evolved personally over the years. Um, I mean, I'm an extrovert, so I think that to be in a position like the one I find myself in, you have to be, uh, because you really have to be able to switch it on. Um, I mean, public speaking has always come very naturally to me, uh, but I and I, I still remember those early days of of hosting the very first book clubs and standing up. And I mean, you're going to be nervous. Uh, I mean, I walk up in front of a group of 100 women, and I there's no nerves anymore. I, I'm I, I'm. I know so well what I'm talking about now and I've done it so many times that, so that's, that part of me, um, that part of me has definitely grown. Uh, what else would I say has grown? Um, I think your vision, your vision to treat this like a business, cause like you said, it was a hobby at first and you just kind of like went with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said earlier, I didn't ever anticipate that I would be an entrepreneur. It's not something I set out to do. Uh, I do have a lot of uh, entrepreneurs in my family. Both my parents own their own businesses, uh, even my brother. So I suppose it runs in the family, but 
uh, I had, I mean, I had a wonderful job that I loved working for somebody else. So it was a good problem to have a business that seemed to be exploding on the sidelines while you're working at a job you absolutely adore. So yeah, definitely the, the idea that I could be an entrepreneur or that I am an entrepreneur, the finance side of things still absolutely boggles my mind. And there is a lot of growth needed in that area. Uh, I kept looking for the silver bullet. I kept um, planning meetings and trying to meet the person that would say, this is what you need to do. You need to do X, Y, and Z. And I remember this meeting in New York with this um, this crazy woman who was just like hugely accomplished. Um, and she said, Erin, you have it all. What are you looking for? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, right. And she goes, why would you? I mean, I was looking at funding and all sorts of different things to get other people involved. And she goes, you don't need anybody else. <laughs> So I think that was kind of an aha moment. Yeah, yeah. Did you have, have you had any fears that you've had to overcome over the years? Um, I guess, I mean, only as far as maybe being successful. I, I'm certainly not one of those people that could have gone out and taken out um, a huge bank loan and without any, the, the beauty of the book club is that it, it works as a, the model worked very early on and, uh, and so it wasn't kind of, I'm not a risk taker, so that would be a fear, definitely. <laughs> um, and I didn't jump in. I mean, you know, it's been running since 2008. This is a slow burn. <laughs> so I guess my big fear is I'm not, I'm very conservative. So entrepreneurs aren't usually conservative. They're, they're more liberal and they take big risks. And, and so that's been something to get used to and get comfortable in. But also knowing you so well, I know that you are a big picture thinker. And so that's that's maybe your saving grace. So I feel like I feel like for you it's almost been this subconscious vision. Be, you know, because you didn't ever say, Oh, well, you know, I can think of other people that were in your scenario maybe and when those first hundred people signed up could have said, Okay, well, we're only taking twelve. You didn't do that at that moment, and you could have. And I know a lot of people that would have and started a waiting list. You said, okay, we've got these many people signed up. Let's go with it. And so you had that open mind to really let that first London chapter grow and grow and grow. And you just found a way to scale, and you found a way to do you know, tiny little groups of, of discussion. So you allowed it to happen. And so I would argue that you are genius and you are strategic, <laughs> but you just might not do it consciously. I mean, that's very probable. I've had a lot of people ask me, like, what did you, like, when did you envision this? When did you monetize it? We didn't monetize it until three years ago. But what was I doing before that? What was I doing growing this kind of like hobby of mine? Like you say, subconsciously, I must have had a vision that I wasn't aware of for, uh, for this to take over the world. <laughs> and you know what? And that's okay. Some people, you know, entrepreneurs, if I've learned one thing over the last, you know, out of my whole career working with different personalities, um, is that all, all entrepreneurs grow in different ways because we have different strengths. And so, you know, I think that's something that you should actually be really proud of, that it grew so, so massive without a lot of um, strategy. I wouldn't say effort because I know you've worked your tail off. I mean, managing that many chapters and getting them to simultaneously all link up and do the same book. I mean, that's incredible, let alone like let's not even go into all the relationships and work on the author side of things and the book selection. I know that can be can be a lot of time that you've put into it. Right. And let's talk one more as, as we're in that um, personal development side. What about limiting beliefs 
Did you have any limiting beliefs that you've faced over the years? I guess that I couldn't do it alone. I guess that's probably the big one. And I touched on that um, very briefly, but, but that I wasn't enough for the company. I wasn't enough to drive it forward. I wasn't enough. I needed a partner. I mean, I've been looking for a partner for the last four years because I didn't believe I could do it by myself. So, and it, it wasn't a female thing. Um, I'm a feminist for sure, but it wasn't about being a female. It was just not about having the skill set in certain, like the the business side of things. I I come from PR. I come from the media. I don't come from anything to do with numbers or business or anything like that. So just thinking I'm not enough for this to work. I need somebody who can kind of complement those, the skills I do have. I, I mean, I know I have skills, but they're just not, um, I just didn't feel well-rounded enough mm-hmm. to do it by myself. Yep. Fair enough. And so the belief of not having a business background that that would yeah. hold you back as well. And again, I think it's, I think you've done amazing without it because we can't all know everything, right? Yeah. And so, you know, we go with what we do know and then we reach out for help in the areas that we do need help with. And um, for you, I think, you know, what I've observed in a lot of entrepreneurs is that the journey that they've had in their career has always set them up and served them really well for when they started a business. And you, you know, tell us about your background and what led up to, to launching this book club. I worked for a luxury hotel company. Um, I was global head of PR and communications uh, at a London. Then I moved to New York to work for them for a couple of years. So, I, I mean, I traveled the world um, staying in luxury hotels. Uh, but my job was with the media. And it's funny because I probably am the, am the worst publicist for my own company. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people that are always on, always meeting new people. My job was to, um, to write. I wrote all the time. Uh, so, yeah, it, a, lot of, a lot of skills that um, were certainly transferable into the book club. Yeah, yeah. So that's perfect. It really laid the foundation for you to, to know what to do. Um, yeah. And I think it's a scenario we're all guilty of. The cobbler's kids, you know, have no shoes. We, um, yeah. What we do for a living isn't always something that we do for ourselves. But I think, you know, i got to be honest, I think you've done a pretty good job so far. Um, Thank you. And, you know, that's a, that's a great segue to talk about what you have coming up in Toronto. So if anybody's listening that is in the Toronto area, in the GTA or anywhere around and kind of wants to come and hang out with Aaron or with me, tell them what you have coming up. Sure. In January, we um, are doing our first, uh, it's called GBC Live, and we've invited three authors. Um, two of them are Canadian, one's an American, uh, to come, and uh, it, there'll be a panel where we'll discuss the, uh, the subject um, will be around immigration refugees, because all three of their books touch on that. And it's Lawrence Hill who wrote the book of Negroes. Mm-hmm. He's our headliner. And then we have Nadia Hashimi. And she wrote quite a few really, uh, she's kind of a breakout artist, actually. And um, so she's coming over from the States, actually, because she lives in Washington, D.C. And then we have Lynn, and I'm going to butcher her last name if I attempt it. (laughs) But she's um, actually a Toronto author, and she's written um, The Translation of Love. And it's a beautiful story about the occupation in Japan and Tokyo after World War II. And a subject I know absolutely nothing about, but her book was absolutely beautiful. So she'll be there as well. And so, yeah, there'll be a panel. And then after um, that discussion, there will be a breakout into um, an art gallery space. 
and there'll be canapes and wine and also all three authors will be there signing books so a really uh, good opportunity if you're a Lawrence Hill fan or the other two authors to actually meet them and get your book signed. What's the date for that event? Sorry, January 17th. It's a Tuesday night. Okay. 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 Fantastic. So I'll definitely be there. I'm excited. I'm excited to see even how the group here in Toronto has grown since the last time I've been. That's really exciting. Yeah. Well, and um, so it starts at 6.30 p.m. and it's at Bloor and Spadina. Yeah. And, you know, for anybody who hasn't read any of the books, but just wants to do a little bit of socializing, because I know for years ago, pre-girly book club, way, way back when I lived in Vancouver, I ran a book club and I would always get the confessions, the, you know, I didn't quite finish the book. Can I still come? <laughs> Meaning, you know, you know, I want to socialize. I want to, I really need a glass of wine. Can I still come to the book club? And often I didn't finish the book sometimes men I didn't even really start the book. So uh, do you do you condone people coming to just socialize if they haven't had the chance? No, absolutely, okay. absolutely. <laughs> and with that event specifically, um, GBC Live event, the authors won't be rehashing their book. It's more of a conversation about subjects and themes as opposed to what happened in your book. So, okay, so maybe even people who are aspiring authors who want to understand what their craft is and how they got to be where they are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it won't be about, it won't just be a book synopsis. So they could read, they could come meet the author and then perhaps take home a copy and read it later. It's not uh, mandatory. And about our monthly book clubs, we have, we have a great many women that just come who have never even picked up the book. So we won't exclude anybody. It's not, like, yeah. it's not like there's a, a quiz or a test before you get in the no, door. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Because, you know, let's be real. I mean, everybody's working. A lot of people have families and kids and a lot of other commitments. So, you know, we really, you, you really want to be able to promote people um, having that community that they can lean into. Let's shift gears a little bit into talking about the mastermind. And I, you know, it's been such a pleasure to have you in that group, um, in our high growth group for almost five months now. And so I wanted to know from you, what is it that really drew you at this point in your business to be part of a mastermind? Actually, I went to a, um, an event in New York last year, a women's uh, conference. It was in Times Square. There had to be a thousand women there. And it was a three-day conference, and it was really all about entrepreneurship and women and leaning in. Yeah. So that was kind of my first taste of that experience. And then when I saw um, your mastermind group, although I know it's not it's not just for women, um, I just I mean helping each other, and I just really that just really resonated with me. Um, getting on a call every month with some or every two weeks rather with um, a group of people that are going through the same challenges as you. Yeah, yeah. And what do you appreciate most about our group? Um, probably the diversity. The women that come from all sorts of different backgrounds, we're all working on something completely different. Uh, so even though we have similar challenges in, in like a website or marketing, or it's we're certainly not in competition by any means, but, uh, but it, it ends up being very, very interesting and lots of diverse conversations. Yeah, it's kind of, it's interesting how people end up supporting each other, even though you know nothing about their industry. There's a lot of common themes, as you said, that sure. kind of, you know, we, we all struggle with and we all touch upon and, you know, we're all at different points of our journey so we can give give advice and take advice for whatever we, we need in that moment. And if yeah. you had to um, describe the group in one word, what word would you use? Constructive. 
Constructive. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I, think that, I think that's fair. I think um, we're pretty honest with each other. I mean, it's definitely not a mamby-pamby environment. Where we're just stroking each other's egos. I mean, I think there's a lot of honest feedback that comes. At least that's definitely what I, I strive for. I always love that concept of tough love. I mean, we have to support each other when they need it. And sometimes that means giving them the cold, hard truth in a loving way. No, and that's absolutely it. Um, I thought because I haven't done a lot of coaching or been in any sort of mastermind group before, I thought um, that everybody would just be like nodding their heads and stuff, but that's not at all what happens. <laughs> it's um, it's certainly um, actual advice that, that you need to hear sometimes and maybe you don't want to, but... But, but you need Very to, helpful. right? But you need to, <laughs> But you yeah. need to. And um, has there been anything that has surprised you about the mastermind group or anything you didn't yeah. quite expect? Well, most recently, it's probably how emotional it gets. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we're human beings. We can't, we don't come every day with just our business hats on. We, we are people at the end of the day. So um, on the couple uh, last calls, just how, I mean, everything you do on a daily basis, you can't neglect your, what's going on on your personal, in a personal level. So some of our members have brought to the table what's going on in their personal life. And, um, and that's, I mean, if helping them work through that is probably going to help them more than perhaps a marketing theme or something. So yeah, it's been really interesting. That's what I really, really strongly encourage is for people to be able to bring up, you know, their time in the hot seat is their time. They can really use, use it to do whatever they want. And sometimes, you know, I always say, if you just need to like brainstorm or get ideas, you can, if you just want to, you know, have a little bit of a whinge and a moan, then you can, because sometimes <laughs> there's no one to listen to you. And so it's really up to you to, to really decide what it is that will serve you the most and you know really going to those deep emotional places is sometimes really really what is needed in that moment and then you can get through it and I also believe that that's what creates the trust and the intimacy and we all learn from those scenarios too because it helps us to tap in and recognize well I might be having some blocks because of my personal life or what I'm struggling with right now it's just about being real you know no, absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. And, you know, the often the other thing I see a lot with masterminds is people tend to be really intimidated. So they think, oh, well, my business isn't there yet. Um, right. You know, we have, you know, our saboteur, our itty bitty shitty committee comes in and gives us all these messages like, oh, all these other people are going to be smarter than I am. And, you know, I don't deserve to be part of this group. Did you have any of those um, messages that you had to deal with, either with the mastermind or with the business that you've had to conquer? Well, you and I discussed it initially because it's kind of like, I know you do, you do three different types of masterminds or maybe there's more, but whether you're at the very beginning, you want to be an entrepreneur or you have an idea or you're in, you're already in the thick of it and kind of figuring out where you belong. And, and like you said, you're like, well, I don't really have a business yet cause I'm not making X amount of dollars. <laughs> and yeah, so trying to find the right spot was definitely something you and I discussed before we went through this. But I mean, the group I'm in is perfect for where I am. So yeah, yeah. And if there's anybody out there thinking about joining a mastermind, but they're not really quite sure, what would you say to them? I would say do it. It works. Absolutely. For helpful. Yeah, yeah. It's been awesome. It's been awesome to see how much you've grown and what you've done. Um, you've had a big transition since when we started. And uh, in terms of, you know, going full time into the biz, right? 
Well, when you're an entrepreneur, there's nobody holding you accountable that you do what you need to get done. And you're not having monthly reviews with your boss. So I found that the mastermind, um, I get homework every time I'm in it. And I, I think about that. And I think about um, being held accountable for that. And it's, it's really just nice to have somebody holding you accountable. And so let's start to wrap things up here. Um, if you want to come and meet Aaron, you want to hang out with us in January, or if they're just interested in maybe becoming a member in one of your 50 different chapters around the world, where should we send them, Erin? Well, so girlybookclub.com. They will find information on all our chapters all over the world. And if we don't have a chapter near you, we can make one. <laughs> Um, and then for the event in Toronto, I think Facebook is probably the best place. If you, if you uh, search on Facebook for the Girly Book Club, our um, T GBC Live event is hooked up with our Facebook page. So you can find all the information there. Okay, fantastic. So lots of ways to get in touch with you. And definitely sign up at least for her newsletter because she sends out lots of, lots of good tidbits and lots of great book selections. And you always read the book before you decide to, to feature that book for the month. Oh, don't absolutely. You? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and you have really great taste in books, I have to confess. Thank you. Yeah. That's encouraging to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You can't please all the people all the time, but I've been impressed with everything that I've read over the years. Good. 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 <laughs> okay, well, I want to really just, I want to thank you for your time. I know how busy you are, especially this time of the year. And really, you've got a lot on the go. And it's a busy time of the year. So thank you so much for taking time. Thank you, Julie. Yeah, it really means a lot. And I just want to say that I am so incredibly proud of you and what you have built, whether it has been conscious or subconscious to grow this massive um, business or not, it doesn't matter. I'm going to give you credit either way. And the friendships that you have facilitated over the years, I am personally grateful for. And I'm sure there's so many other benefits and spinoffs that we don't even know about. And so I just want to, I really want to say how much I admire and I appreciate you for your vision and your strength and your persistence to keep going with such a huge initiative. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That means a lot. I mean, it's, it's been amazing to have you by my side. You've, I remember that conversation you, Allison, and I had at Oaxaca in London. Yeah. And you're, you just had this vision for me that I couldn't really see at that time, but I'm, I'm coming into it. So thank you for believing in me. Yeah. And you, thank you for believing in me and supporting in me along the way. So, you know, it's been a, it's been a great journey and I, you know, I really, really appreciate you and, and value your friendship. So thank you. Thanks, Julie. Have a great holiday. Yeah, you too. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Erin. Didn't I say that you were going to love her? She is such an inspiration. I'm so proud of her, of what she has built, of all the women around the world that she has connected and empowered, all while building a powerful community. And I'm not kidding when I say I have virtually <laughs> met most of my friends through the Girly Book Club. It's an incredible community of women and travel companions. Believe it or not, I was actually at a meeting in London and randomly sat down beside a very special Aussie lady who ended up becoming a really good friend. Crazy as it sounds, within about an hour of knowing each other at this girly book club meeting, we made plans to take a trip together to Spain over Easter, and we had an amazing trip. It's a true story. 
So if you want to join this incredible global book club, you can go to girlybookclub.com. And if you want tickets for January 17th, I know there were a few left when we did this interview. You can find the event on Facebook by searching Girly Book Club Live. I've got my ticket and I will definitely be there to support Aaron. And I would love to see you there too. And if you haven't already set goals for 2017, well, what the heck are you waiting for? I have a free goal setting course online. It's on demand so you can download the workbook and access the videos whenever you want. Take it over the holidays on the couch in your jammies, whatever you want. You can find that course at thecorporateyogi.com slash goals. And just a heads up that our new mastermind groups start in February. So let me know if you want in on the fun this time. Enjoy the rest of your holiday break. And thank you for your incredible and loyal support of this podcast throughout 2016. Happy New Year. And I look forward to our very next episode in 2017. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.